What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Amalgamation Nation, the AM Nation pod, your source for gaming, sports, anime news, and so much more. Happy December, everybody. Here we are. We are out of November. We're into December. Uh, we're rounding the home stretch of the NFL regular season. That is pretty sad. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about college football playoff rankings. Obviously, Florida State kind of feels like they got screwed. We're going to talk about it. Uh, we'll talk a little show of Italian stuff, too. We'll get all into that. Um, as always, I am the anime watching, booty knife gang repping, John Cena's bestie, the Shaq Daddy himself, Ryan Green, Machine Ebner, and joining me today, Petey Tahiti Argus. Pete, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. It is crazy that we are in December. Uh, it is kind of nuts. And yes, I'm trying not to think about how, yes, we are nearing the end of football season. But hey, this is the prime part of football. Holiday season it's right here. Exciting times. But no, I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Doing good. Better than last week, right? Last week I jumped on here, had a cold. right? Yeah. And felt like I was getting my ass beat. Better today. Doing pretty good. Um, I think like today was like, what, maybe uh, high 30s. And then tomorrow I'll be like 55. So kick ass dude wow yeah not good. bad not bad not bad rounding out the crew this evening from twitch.tv slash undead black bull undead black bull himself david how are you sir doing pretty good not too bad just enjoying myself are you you enjoying being home yes <laughs> a blast yeah oh yeah it's good stuff uh, before we get into all the news and hubba baloo, as always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's at AmnationPod. Listen to the podcast on podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search Amalgamation Nation. Make sure you like, share, review, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. YouTube.com slash AmnationPod as well. Hit the button, the ring-a-ding button. We appreciate it. Uh, Twitch.tv slash UndeadBlackBulls where you find David to give him a follow and a sub. If you have Amazon Prime, you do get a free Twitch gaming sub a month, so give it to Undead Black Bull. And right now, Fortnite did the thing, right? Had the Eminem, like, little mini two songs, or but it was a lot more than that. Fortnite's revealing three different modes on top of the regular Fortnite mode. You're going to have Lego Fortnite, the Fortnite, like, music thing that's like rock band, but within Fortnite, and then a racing game as well. And you can use the Epic Games content creator code AM Nation Pod on all of those to help support the show at no extra cost to you uh real quick i want to talk about basketball before we get into all this stuff i don't know if anybody else kind of got this this vibe but the in-season tournament kind of cool kind of cool man uh, i'm not gonna lie to you uh seeing like the indiana pacers get hyped up for like a regular a weird regular season game we're like never would see that happen uh, seeing like how we talked about last week, the Boston Celtics just pounding the piss out of the Bulls, but like having to do it specifically to hit a certain number. Uh, all the teams look pretty jacked up for it. Like it's kind of weird, kind of weird. I don't know, Pete. You getting the same vibe, dude? I don't know, man. Kind of weird. Um, I I mean I have not watched much of it. I mean I've seen the highlights. Um, so it's not like I like put it on. I've like been watching it. Most of like my watching right now has just been really like Christmas related. So a lot of Christmas movies, been watching that right now. Um, but no, I think the NBA does have a hit with this. I mean, I know we made fun of like how weird the courts are. Like they're like in season tournament, like who cares? It's the NBA in like November, December. 
but we're kind of talking about it, right? And like, this is what they wanted. So, I mean, it sucks for us because like the Bulls just suck. Wow. So like, it really doesn't really affect like our fandom as much. But I mean, hey, the NBA wanted relevant games in November and December, and they've gotten that. So they've accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. Um, so I'm all about it. Why not? You know, why not? I mean, it makes the the games more fun. And yeah, I feel like run up the score there on the Bulls. Why not? Let's just do it. Let, why not? Just keep doing it. Who cares? Whatever. Tank, the tank is in. Tank is in. The tank Bulls is fans. in. Tank, tank is in. Uh, David, have you been able to check any of the in-season tournament? Or are you kind of like, mm, no, you see the highlights? Mm, nope. Don't even watch the highlights. Oh, wow. There it is. See, he's not even in oh. basketball mode yet, dude. Football's oh. got to finish. Then he starts gambling on basketball. <laughs> I know how this goes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's been kind of cool, like watching the Pacers go crazy. I was like, oh shit, dude. Tyrese Halliburton could have been a bull. Woo, crazy. Crazy. Could have been a bull. Uh, Petey Tahiti. I wanted to talk a little Shohei Otani. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So no one knows anything for that matter right now. Okay. Nobody knows shit out of the winter meetings about Shohei Itani, right? Shohei Itani, what we heard was that from his team is that, you know, they wanted to keep it all kind of like hush-hush and like do their own thing. I've seen like Stephen A and a bunch of people like ripping Shohei and his team for that, like ripping them for that. And it's like, these are the same people that ripped LeBron when he went and did like a full-blown like show and tour, yeah, Mm -hmm. to announce his, his, his team, Miami. So it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't, man. Like, I have no problem with Shohei handling his business, how he wants to handle it, right? Um, I do yeah. enjoy, like, when the reports come out, like, uh, I follow some Yankee fans, and the Blue Jay reports came out that, like, they met with them. Like, that's it. Can't trust those dirty birds. Can't trust them, dude. Or, like, the Dodgers or Dave Robertson's just talking about it. And they're like, whoa, whoa, can't trust the Dodgers. Get them out of here. Um nightingale right said that the cubs were like out of it and then like i think jed and them were like i don't know what what anyone's talking about you know what i mean yeah so like cubs in cubs out i don't know dude who knows i don't know i don't know the whole tawny thing is like i mean it's just crazy from the perspective of like we have n- mean Yes, you've had like big free agents and whatnot but like what otani can possibly bring to your team um it's it's unique. It's unique, and it is so funny because yeah, like out of Otani's camp, like the rumor was like Otani did not want you know anything public knowledge. So yeah, based on that criteria, Blue Jays are out, Dodgers are out, Cubs are maybe in. Like hey, let's just take them out. I mean that's that's what I'm looking at. Um, I think David agrees with me on that for Otani. Um, that's where it should be at. But in terms of like this whole thing, I mean, I supposedly it's supposed to be done by this weekend. So by the next time that we do a podcast, we should know where Otani lands. Um, but I'm a little worried from the Cubs perspective, maybe not so much for Otani. I don't think, I think it's a pipe dream. I don't, I don't think Otani is actually going to come to the Cubs. Um, but I'm a little worried if they lose Bellinger and if they don't have a big free agency, I'm a little worried from that standpoint. I'm not freaking out yet. I would say, one to ten, ten being the most freaking out. I'm at about a three or four. I'm in the middle here. I'm, I'm going towards the freak out if we don't get anything because you bring in a big manager here like Craig Council, you got to hit on something here. You got to hit on something, especially for that division. Like 
If they can get a couple pieces, you got to think, obviously, with Council being gone, the Brewers are probably going to be worse. Um, Cardinals weren't great last year. Reds, who knows really what's happening with them. And the Pirates, yes, they're so still the kind of retooling, rebuilding. So, yes, also, they're the Pirates. I mean, like, yeah. Um, so, I am nervous. I'm nervous about the Otani thing, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But it is fascinating. It is shout, fascinating. Shout out to your guards team. First guards, pick. yeah. Getting the first pick, huh? Wow. Nice. I think the Sox got like fifth. You know what I mean? I see. I felt like a bad baseball fan because I was like, did I know that there was a lottery? I didn't. Like, I. No. Nope. Did, I didn't even know this was the second year they had it. I guess they had it last year. Couldn't had tell no you. No idea. Couldn't tell you. Just, uh, uh, BK could probably tell you. Yeah, maybe he knew. Be, actually, David, you're right. BK probably knew about it. BK probably knew about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, talk about Mr. Draft. I mean, and develop. I mean, that's that's the guy we need. That's to talk who you to go to. Podcast. Right. Yeah, that is who you go to. He will tell you those prospecting ranks. He will tell you, especially where those are. Um, but yeah, I had no idea. I was like, because I got a text from uh, from my brother-in-law. He's like, "Oh, guards have the first overall pick." I was like, "What? Huh? How is that even possible?" I was like, "Yeah, I know they missed the postseason, but like," and I was like, "I know you can't trade draft picks." So, like, what went down? Um, so that was shocking. Especially, they had, like, a 2% chance to win. That was crazy. It's Hey, it's all Ohio. They're at the top. We got Guardians 1, Reds 2. It's all Ohio. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? I liked uh, watching, like, Guardian fans get really hyped up, and I'm like, you don't even know who you're getting. You don't know when you're going to see them. Baseball draft is, yep. like, not fun. Okay. Because baseball, you got to develop and shit. You don't know when you're going to see these guys, if you ever see them sometimes, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I literally like went on Twitter, and I was like, oh, dude, Sox, there's a lottery. Nice. I did not know that was a thing. Shout out. Sox couldn't even win at that. Kick ass, dude. Kick ass. That's how <laughs> I felt. Um, we know as of right now, there is an intensive trade uh, between the Padres and the Yankees, sending Juan Soto and Trent Grisham to the Yankees for Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Kyle Higashiko. Yeah, Higashiko. Um, I couldn't tell you any of those guys, so I really don't care. Besides Juan Soto and Trent Grisham. So shout out to the Yankees. I think they just got Verdugo from the the Red Sox, too. So, like, you know, we assume they're out on Shohei Otani. Oh, yeah. Shohei's not going to go to the Yankees. Shohei's not going to go there. No. Um, But honestly, I thought the Verdugo trade yesterday, yeah, I think it was happening yesterday, I thought that he was just going to be part of the deal. That's what I honestly kind of assumed. I thought he was going to be part of the Soto, like, deal, and that was going to be the thing. But, like, I mean, low-key, I mean, the Yankees do have a stacked outfield now. They got a stacked outfield. I hate to say it, but they really do. And it's gross. But, I mean, shout out to him because, I mean, like what you just said, Ryan, I have no idea who in the heck those players are besides Grisham and Soto. So I don't know if they're going to be good. Couldn't tell you, dude. Couldn't tell you one bit. Um, let's get to, the, like, the meat and potatoes. Okay. College football this past weekend. Hey, it was a good time. It was a good time. It was a good time from Friday all the way through. Uh, Friday... We had the Pac-12 championship for the final time, for the last time. It was Oregon versus Washington. Washington got off to a good start, uh, jumping all over Oregon. Oregon can fought back. Washington pulls this one out. I will say, very surprised 
very surprised. Even though Washington had had a good season, it just felt like we were waiting for Washington to have that loss, right? And Oregon just felt like they were the hot team, that they were even better than they were when they lost to Washington the first time. Um, I will get into then. We'll get into the rankings here in a second, but Washington pulled that one off to win the Pac-12 championship. Uh, Texas, in their final Big 12 championship win, uh, they were really all over, routed, really, Oklahoma State, dude. Just boat raised him is what it is. Um, so Texas is gets that done. Pete, you jinxed it. You warned us months ago. You told us. Like Pete Stradamus himself told us, watch out for Alabama, everybody. Hold on. Don't write them off. Hold on. And uh, they, they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. Uh that was one where I just kept praying. Just kept praying. I was like, please, dogs, please let this be the end. Please. Uh, that was crazy, man. 20, what, 29 straight SEC wins? Uh, it, yeah, straight overall. Yeah. And uh, Nick Saban said, no. Nuh-uh. Not this time, buddy. Uh, that was wild. And then Michigan just <laughs> shut out Iowa, dude kick ass is put up 26 on iowa who is a good defense i think everybody should know that but uh michigan shut about that nasty nasty iowa offense awful dude uh and then all eyes after alabama beat georgia were on the acc championship game many believed that florida state was going to need a pretty big win to really kind of lock it in right after because once we got to saturday night we kind of knew where things were going right and our group chat with us and pk is going all over the place everyone's just shooting rankings out right we're like i don't know man obviously all we know is michigan and washington everything else now seems like a toss-up right because like what is what is it what's the criteria what are we doing like you know and then florida state's defense played excellent against honestly pretty good louisville offense um Florida State was down to their third-string quarterback, a true freshman, a true 18-year-old uh, in that role. And they won 16-6. I mean, I think when the game was coming to an end, I think we were all going like signing out. Felt like everyone was still, like, BK was holding out hope. And God bless him. God bless him. It's, it, it's crazy <laughs> enough to think that, like, a Power 5 conference winner, undefeated, wouldn't make a, a playoff. It hadn't happened. It hadn't happened yet. So I, I think even like, I think my, I, yeah, the last ranking, the last prediction I shot out before I got off was, uh, Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama. But even when I went to bed, I didn't feel good about it. Cause I was like, nah, there's no way. Like you gotta put Florida state in. You have to. Right. But see the Texas and Bama thing is where it was going to get confusing because Texas, you can't put Texas. If you can't put Bama in, if you don't put Texas in, right. That was what everybody knew because Texas had the big win in Tuscaloosa but the committee made the decision Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama, uh, Florida State, and then uh, Georgia. Georgia falls all the way to six, which just kind of is how it's going to shake up because there wasn't a lot of spots for them to go. Um, I do love when BK put in the chat, like there was like one of the ESPN postings had Ohio State listed in there, like waiting to see. And he's like, no one's even naming them, dude. No one's even bringing Ohio State up. No one cares. You're not in this. You're not even in this. You, you don't. She doesn't even go here. All right, get out of here. Um, just man, <sighs> I get it. 
I've heard, I've listened <laughs> all week. I've heard all the shit. Like, hey, man, you really think they're going to throw Florida State out there? It's about ratings. It's about other things. Who are the four best teams? I don't even think you put the four best teams in, to be honest. Because if you're going off of like all the different numbers they're going off of, mm-hmm. Ohio State and Georgia are two of the f- top four teams, mm-hmm. right? And they're not in. So what is it? What are we doing? It's 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 wild, uh, David. I want to start with you. Your thoughts on how this shook out at the end and Florida State missing it, and damn it, we get Alabama again. <laughs> um, I do have a. It's gonna be a question, but I'm gonna go back to you guys after you give your input on FSU just to see if we all think alike or if anyone touches on what I think first from that from that point. Okay. So then we'll come back to that. I just okay. want to see. I think if we I think we think alike. But we'll get back to that. You'll you'll it's gonna make you think a little bit more again. Um but um obviously we knew the top two, right? Of course I threw out there, well maybe Washington could jump. Michigan because you know they played I, Oregon. You, you got me there because yeah. I was gonna say they should. I think Washington got hosed. They have they the better wins because you know Michigan. You know they played Iowa, which cool. You know, wash. Yeah, I agreed, hundred percent. And you Iowa can't even is, I, in this to the committee's eyes is the FSU of fucking the Big Ten. So. And that's the thing too. Like I uh, even as like Big Ten lovers, especially you know Pete and I, Big Ten lovers, mm-hmm. there's no way in our right mind we could say that the Big Ten was better than the Pac-12 this year. Like it wasn't. So yeah, you're right, David. I think Washington. My God, fucked here for a second, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that was that. Well, we already knew they were going to be the top two, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think there was any doubt it was going to be they were one, two, regardless of whatever, flip flop, whatever. That was a lock. Three is when we started, you know, ooh, now what do we do, right? At the beginning of the day, remember all of us were like, oh, even if Georgia loses, I think we even said it last week yeah. or one of the weeks, like, if Georgia loses, it can't be knocked out, right? <laughs> so, I mean, that reminds me of like last year when TCU lost, but still stayed in. So <laughs> it's just wild to think about that, right? So, and then we bring that up because that's what also the committee is now thinking. They don't want another TCU to happen. That's what all of, you know, Twitter and Facebook have been about and all the news outlets. And it's just been like, all right, don't want it to happen again, but that doesn't mean FSU's TCU. Um, same thing. And then everyone's always like, well, yeah, they're on their third street quarterback. Yeah. But the backup quarterback's not going to be out for two months before they play the championship game. I mean, I think he was out for like a concussion. I forgot exactly yeah. what it yeah, was. Yeah, concussion. Yep. He's not going to be gone for an entire month and a half by the time the playoff bowl happens. So um, there's that. So you're going to have your backup back in. That's a whole month of the backup getting starting reps, right? I'm yep. pretty sure these teams practice during, I know it's the holidays, but I'm pretty sure they practice. They got a national championship potential. Just to give it perspective, to give a perspective <laughs> yeah. on that, Harbaugh said he was just giving his team the week off and then straight practice the rest of the way through. Yeah. And I would assume it's just going to be like, I don't even know. It's hard to say like, hey, you get Christmas because your bowl game is the first, right? It's New Year's. Right. So... It's literally like uh, you may get the week to up till Christmas and then you're hard work again. I don't know. But you also right. got to remember it's finals. And I know there's some yep. there's some uh, rules and stuff they have to follow with that. Right. Even though we know half these kids probably don't even 
take their finals. It's fake. But yeah, we'll say yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> they they got to pass, you know, so they could play. Right. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> to get back on point, I guess once that happened, we were like, okay. And then the whole thing is, well, Texas has to be in above Bama because they played Bama at home. And then they all bring up all the strength of schedule and all this. But what about FSU? They want, They played LSU week one. And they were ranked five. I know it's pre-ranked, but they beat them. We are talking about most likely your Heisman winner for this year from LSU. And they beat them. Yep. So, <laughs> just part of that. Um, I know the ACC was a little bit weaker. But so was SEC. So they were much more weaker because I remember they, I didn't have the numbers, but I remember watching them. They were saying that they had a better strength of schedule. They, they won more games out of conference than the SEC did because that's usually what it's ranked on, right? Because you can't really say, oh, how good did they do internally? Because, you know, that's kind of, that's like saying, oh my God, you know, Iowa's the greatest team ever because they play the, the West in the Big Ten. So, uh, <laughs> Basically, you need to reference it from the other conferences outside of play. Uh, I get what we were saying, and then that you need to have Texas over Bama. But if you're going to rule out the LSU game pretty much for FSU, then it's almost like that game was like week two or week three of the season. And you can almost rule that out because that's not even the quarterback of Alabama anymore that played that game. There's a whole thing that you could consider that ripples down if you want to take away some of FSU's games, right? It's rough, you know? Internally, we just want Texas over Bama because we're tired of Bama, right? And then we don't get Georgia at all, which is more shocking. But I see the weight of Alabama. You just beat the two-time defending back-to-back champs (laughs) who have not lost in... 27 straight games or something like that you know which usually happens right i know we called it but i think nick saban is like three and four when he's the underdog well now probably four and five now when he's the underdog and all i think three i think three of those are against georgia so and it's always in the championship games that's the only time they ever play anyways because uh because of how their conference is set up mm-hmm. um I think the committee got it wrong because they left FSU out. But at this, it's it's hard because you have a team that beat the number one ranked team in the country at the time, then followed by a team that had beat that team. Yep. So it's like, what do you do in those scenarios? Now you have like so many what if that roll off that it's like you can't fit all of these teams in but i still think it should have been fsu three because they're undefeated and then it should have probably been texas four as we thought and i get it but it's because they beat bama i know bama beat georgia but i just that's just how i see it and then i'll come back later and ask you guys my questions after you guys your discussion on the FSU part. Pete, turn it over to you. 
I mean, we should we should have just went back to computers. That's <laughs> that's what have solved everything. We could have just blamed the computers the entire time instead of like blaming a thirteen person committee. That's that, what we should have done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, absolutely. Go back to the computer. Expanded playoffs because then it's just Michigan and Washington. Bam. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Boom, we got it solved. Um, but no, uh, seriously. Well, the issue was the fourteen playoff. I mean, honestly, I know you guys have you know probably seen everything you know on social media, whether it's you know on, on ESPN, whatever it is. Um, but the fourteen playoff was set up for failure from the beginning. Yep. Think about it from like perspective how we talk about college sports as it is right now there's a power five conference yep obviously there's gonna be five teams that are the best from those conferences right you can't put all five in four spots okay so there was i mean it's set up basically for failure really you know from that standpoint do i think that they put the four best teams probably in college football today in the playoff yes is it fair no it's not fair. It's not the four most deserving teams. It's probably the four best teams. That's what's probably right now where it stands. Um, Bama dominated that game against Georgia for the most part. I mean, they had the lead. Um, and you do have to factor in this team is – this Georgia team is not lost in two years. Like, I get it that, like, it's still not the same roster. I mean, they've had so much turnover. But, I mean, it's five-star after five-star of what they have. Um, the other thing, too, is – um, and I know this is a little thing and it shouldn't be like a determining factor, but like when they turned and had the watch party at Michigan and oh, they yeah. turned to them and you could see how distraught and kind of pissed the Michigan players were when they had to face Bama. That's when you kind of know. That's also when you kind of know um, that they did not want to face Bama whatsoever. Um Florida State, to me, I mean, yes, Florida State had a great win. Great win against LSU at the beginning of the year. Um, they really did. But, yes, they were running on fumes the last few weeks. Um, they struggled against Florida, um, who's not one of the best SEC teams. If they would have maybe demolished them with a backup quarterback, because if we want to look at backup quarterbacks, um, I mean, we can go to the first year, first or second year of the playoff, when Ohio State was down to Cardell Jones. Yep. yep. They beat Wisconsin 59 to nothing. That was in the Big Ten championship game, and that's when we knew, okay, this Ohio State team was going to be good regardless of who was at quarterback. Um, this Florida State team kind of struggled. I mean, that's what the reality was. And that Louisville game was not a great game. That was not a great game. It, it Like, Ryan, I think you said this at the beginning, if that was their last chance, if they would have maybe dominated that game, say they win like 35 to 10 or whatever, you know, big margin – that they do and they dominate that game they might be in the playoff who knows they might be in but what sucks for florida state is the two teams that jumped them had the two best wins of the year texas had the best regular season win at bama bama had the best basically weekend win against georgia in basically a georgia home game at the georgia dome like there in atlanta so like that's really what that looked like and from Florida State's perspective, like, the ACC was down, and it sucks. The ACC was not the best conference. If I think we can all agree the four best conferences are being represented here in the playoff. And it sucks. I know BK's not going to want to hear it. I get it. 
He's not going to want to hear it. It's down. But the ACC is down this year. It really is. It's not as good as it was. Like, Clemson's not the powerhouse. UNC was supposed to be a lot better. Um, Miami's been hit or miss. Louisville came out of nowhere. Like, it doesn't really help Florida State's case this year, really, with that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it was going to be tough for them to take an SEC school out. It was going to be tough from from that perspective. But, yeah, I, I mean, I understand that Florida State should be pissed. They should be pissed. They're undefeated. They, they should be pissed. Like, But it's a flawed system from the beginning. And it was a system where you were hoping some things were happening. And you're damn right the committee was probably cheering for Louisville. Um, you're damn yeah. right they were cheering for Louisville Saturday night to yeah. make their job super easy. Um, but, I mean, that's that's my thoughts on it. I mean, like, do I think that they got it right? Yes. Do I think Florida State should be pissed? Yes. But, I mean, if Florida State has to play Michigan, like, I mean, does Michigan kill them? I don't know if they do. I mean, who knows what will happen. I mean, it's funny because with Florida State playing Georgia, we're going to have an idea of, like, what it is. But also, you got to think about it. It's a bunch of, like, 19, 20, 21-year-olds playing in this game, and they're not playing in the playoff like all those guys thought. Where's their motivation at? And that sometimes happens in, in bowl games. Um, but, yeah, it the committee, it would look really bad for the committee if uh, Georgia does lose. That would so, look really bad. Yeah, we, really could, bad. we could have a world with two national champions. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I think two of these things can be both true at the same time, right? One, that Florida State got screwed. And two, that the right four teams got in. Okay. Yep. I do think that Florida State... Now, where I start to get real upset is when we start comparing... or We start going with Florida State saying, well, I don't know. Some of their wins are kind of tight. Really? Because Alabama beat Texas Tech by, or Texas A&M by six points. Alabama struggled against Arkansas, one by three, in Tuscaloosa. Alabama struggled against an awful, awful Auburn team. They needed a miracle to beat Auburn. Florida State, at the beginning of the year, you are told... What you need to do, these are your goals. You need to go undefeated. You need to win your conference, and you can get into the chance into the playoffs, right? They did all those things. They even scheduled two SEC games, one in LSU and then Florida, which I understand Florida's not that good this year, but still, it's still Florida. Okay, mm -hmm. it's still a thing, right? The ACC was down, yeah. The SEC's down, too. I mean, we're going to see this bowl season. The SEC is not very good this year. I think that will be something that we notice throughout bowl season here. They are not that good. Not that good um, compared to how they usually are, right? That's just a standard the SEC is held to. Um, that's what sucks. Honestly, what honestly what sucks the most, you feel bad for those kids at Florida State. You know what I mean? More than anything, you feel real bad for them. I know Jordan, uh, Jordan Travis, right? Made a post. He, you know, he just apologized to teammates. That was sad. Like you know, it's, you know, I mean, it's mm -hmm. you know that that just sucks. But Bama, to me, you're right in the sense of Bama literally beat the the most dominant team from the last two years, and Texas beat Bama earlier in Tuscaloosa. So it's like it was either way. Like David made a great point when he mentioned like we all thought Georgia was in no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> now, I also yeah. do believe that we almost all pretty much thought Louisville was going to be Florida State. 
Okay, so that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of part of it. That we're like, <laughs> well, well, right? Like, things could have got weird in that sense. Um, I mean, Louisville still could have beat them, and Georgia's still out. True, true. I yeah. also do think, like, too, like, I mean, at least for, uh, there was a little bit of, like, oh, things might get weird here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Things could get weird as we get into this. Um, you know, Texas dominating Oklahoma State. You're just like, well, well, that punched their ticket. I think everybody at that point knew that Texas was in at that point. Yeah. Um, no, and, no, before your next point, right? That's a good point, too, because, like, Texas had a chance, like, you know, for that standalone at the beginning, and they crushed. Mm-hmm. They absolutely crushed. So, like, say, say if Texas struggles, obviously if they lose that game, they're out. Right. But, like, say if they struggle, I don't know what the committee looks like. Could because- you imagine if we were in a world where Florida State still goes undefeated? But Texas struggles, so they just go Bama, Georgia. We'd be even more upset that, today. That could have been the world. Yeah. Would have been upset. Have been yeah. People would have been pissed. Because the SEC, like I mentioned, the SEC had a down year. Okay. Pac-12, by far the best conference this year, without doubt. Which leads me into, like, Wash- no one's talking about it. But Washington got fucked. Washington should have been the one seed here. And the reason they get screwed on this is now they have to go all the way down to the Cotton Bowl instead of the Rose Bowl, um, which is super shitty, super shitty for Washington. I think Washington has the better wins over than Michigan does. Um, like I mentioned, the Big Ten was awful, just awful this season. Um, so that that part does suck. Uh, Pete mentioned, yeah, when they showed that reaction from Michigan – tells you all you need that showed you everything you need to see yep um i don't feel great i did we're we're like three weeks out three weeks four weeks out don't feel great right now michigan versus bama don't feel great it feels like bama's getting it right at the right time right they have that miracle win against auburn um and then which is just oh god uh and then you, you know they beat georgia and you're just like oh man and you know washington versus texas is gonna be fun um but Man, I, I it, it just sucks, right? I do think that Florida State got screwed. Like I mentioned at the beginning of my point, two things can be true at the same time. You know what I mean? Um, I do love all the data that showed, like, well, technically, the four best teams aren't even in there, you know? And it's like, yeah, I guess you're right. But, like, you know, and something, too. I know there's this whole thing, man, where, like, put on, there's people in these, like, you know, dark, like, you know, robes and, they're all out to get that Florida State, and they love the SEC, and they were scared of Nick Saban, and you know all that. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like the the committee changes every year. It's not the same thirteen people every year, right? There's been years where Bama got kept out, right? We just saw two yeah. loss Bama got kept out. Those are two really good losses, but they got kept out. The TCU thing, yeah, but they beat Michigan. They beat Michigan. They Right? Who's to say Michigan, if they won, don't get steamrolled by Georgia? That was just a different Bulldog team. That Bulldog team was dominant. Both sides of the ball. I mean, so that's tough, right? I think it's so hard to judge this year to year, like to compare this year to another year because it's always changing. And whatever the criteria is, the committee that year, it's a different thing. Sometimes the committee loves Alabama. Sometimes they hate Ohio State. Sometimes they, you know what I mean? Like, it, it changes. That's that's why I go back to computers. 
Look, well, literally just go back to it. Like, because then, then we're going to have teams killing other teams to get points. That's, <laughs> I mean, we talked about it with the NBA in-season tournament. That's, let's just go back to that. Because that's going to factor in, like, all of the, like, all of the, like, strength of schedule, the strength of everything, and it's going to take the human bias out of it. It's 100%. literally spits it out. This is what's going to be what your data looks like. Boom. This is it. This is what it's going to look like. So that's, I mean, I feel like that's where you can take the Regency bias out of it. Yeah. The thoughts of, you know, oh, this team's, you know, better than this team. Oh, I like this team better. And take that out of it. I think, um, you know, again, like we, you know, the system, like you mentioned, Pete, was always going to be flawed because it was only four teams. It was always yeah. going to be flawed. Eventually, this was going to happen. It's crazy that it happened here in the last season before a uh, playoff extension. Um, I do think it's going to kind of suck a little bit because we're going to miss this. Script writers. Yeah, yeah, right. See, there you go. Script writers in college, too. Uh, I'm, we're going to miss this. You know what I mean? We're going to miss that we have to get all the way down to the end to the conference championship to figure out the top four teams. It's not really going to be the same when there's 12. I mean, it's going to be so weird to argue like the 10, 11, 12, and 13 spot and be like, you know, because half those teams, they're not going to have any like good wins for you to be like, yeah, man, they should definitely be 12. Like, you know, it's not the same. Um, but I was defense, man. Come on. They deserve fought, it. Dude, that's so gross. It's so absolutely it nasty. Was- like going back to that game though, like when they got the ball to 38, um, on like the what was it? I think it was like some kind of fumble, whatever penalty. When they got the ball at their own 38 and couldn't get any points, God, it was it's a train wreck trying to watch that offense. Wow. Hey, shout out to any Iowa football fans. If you're watching games, wow, props to you. You must love football. Yeah. You must love football. Yeah. They're not even gonna sniff a big ten title game anymore. Done. <laughs> Done. Done. That is over. David, uh, what was the question you wanted to ask us? All right. Keep in mind, this is what I'm going to do for you. Everything in this scenario, exactly the same. The only, every, the strength of schedule, same teams played, you know, same score, everything. Quarterback gets hurt. All of the same scenarios play out. The only difference, you change FSU. And you say the team is Clemson. Does Clemson get into the, the the championship because of the name Clemson? Wow. Everything's the same though. Like the rest, the, the, ACC, the, same. the rest of the ACC. The rest of the ACC felt that way with those. Yep. Wow. Yep. Just say it's the same, but Clemson goes undefeated. Same scenarios. They beat LSU. You know, like exact same schedule. We'll say same criteria. Wow. Same scenario. I was thinking about this, and I was like. I think it's the name because Clemson has won yep. multiple national championships. They go undefeated. They're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to put Clemson in because of their name and they're not FSU. Wow. That was my thought. Oh, I was curious if you guys would think about that. BK, I hope you're happy. You might be wow. right. You might be right. I, I, I agree. I think, I think Clemson would get in because the committee can try to take like oh just one season involved we literally have said it on this podcast right like we said we're georgia's not lost in like two years that doesn't matter it should not matter if they haven't lost in two years that see that's why we need computers 
So many computers. Computers wouldn't know that. They'd factor in just the entire year. That's what they'd factor in. Um, but yeah, I think Clemson would get in. I honestly do because Clemson's done it before. They've had that history. Florida State's a big unknown. That's what it is. Man, yeah, I think, I think I think I think you guys are right there. Like the Clemson and then Dabo Sweeney, and like I just think yeah. that the, that that adds to it, and whether it should or shouldn't, right? Um, but that's a good point. That's a good question. That's good. That's Where's a good question because you're probably right. I think you take a, a team like Clemson, you put that name there. Uh, you're right. I think the committee's probably a little bit more lenient because of Dabo Sweeney and stuff to be like, all right, we'll give it. We'll give it to him. We'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Whereas Florida State, I know Dion, right? Who Dion Sanders went on and talked about uh, um, about the Florida State thing, and he, he he didn't sugarcoat that shit. I mean, he straight up was like, "Yeah, no, they're not put. You wouldn't you could put Florida State in." He's like, "They got to put Alabama in." He's like, "They have to." Like, the Alabama's got more to it, right? Like, it's about the, the name, everything. It's just it's got more behind it. And someone was like, "See now, if, De- if Dion Sanders was the coach of Florida State." Probably would have put Florida State Different. in. Probably would have yeah, done. Little bit, little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, they also went on one undefeated, though. So. No, that's true. <laughs> hey, but that's a Sports wow, Illustrated yeah. Sportsman of the Year, dude. Don't forget that. All you needed was wow. four wins, baby. That's it. Let's go Buffs. Woo. Uh, man. Get but yeah, next year. Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, that that's a good question, dude. I think you're at war. Do you agree with us then that Clemson, if Clemson would have got in? Yeah. If that was the name yeah i yeah. think that i think it's just the name culture all right well we will have so much more to do when we break these games down later in the month uh no one do it right now but i think i think we all kind of feel the same way feel a little weird with alabama against michigan that feels real weird uh, so we'll see we'll see as we get through these next few weeks here uh getting closer to the new year six bowls it'll be a, a good old time getting to the nfl let's do it First, we had a good Thursday night football game. It happened. We hit it. We got Cowboys in a shootout with Seattle. Cowboys prevail. And the AM Nation parlay finally, finally does it. We did it. Ah, it, it felt it felt so good. Claps all around. Claps all around. That was great. That was good. We finally did it. Uh, we had... DK, 60-plus receiving yards. Nailed that right off the rip. That was cool. Ferguson, 25-plus yards receiving. Prescott, 250-plus yards passing. Cooks, 25-plus yards receiving. CeeDee Lamb, anytime touchdown. Fantastic. We did it. That's what matters. Uh, Cowboys, though, big win against Seattle. Uh, Then we get to Sunday. Uh, Let's begin. Chargers, Patriots, disgusting disgusting football was had uh the chargers pulled that one out six to nothing austin eckler looked terrible i think the patriots are the first team in the modern era to hold team three straight teams under 10 or less points and still lose all three of those games bill belichick you master tanker you you son of a bitch just the master of tanking should have known should have known dude well all right, is he a master of tanking, though? Like, his defense has played so well. If they literally had a touchdown this game, they win. Like, that's all they needed. Like, yeah. So, I mean, his yeah, the defense has been phenomenal. The offense is an absolute train wreck. The quarterback's uh, position is terrible. The offensive line's bad. The only good thing they had on that offense was from Andre Stevenson, and then he goes down in this game. They have absolutely nothing on offense. 
This team is, ugh, it's gross. It's gross. Ugh, indeed. Ugh, gross. Uh, Cardinals beat the Steelers. That was gross. That was gross. This game got delayed multiple times because of weather. Um, but Kenny Kenny Pickett gets hurt. High ankle sprain. He had surgery this week, so that means they turn it over to uh, Nickelodeon MVP, Mitch Trubisky, baby. There you go. The Mitch. The Mitch is back. Boom. Uh, so, yeah, that. And he did not look good. In case anybody's curious. He did not look good. Nope. Uh, I, I like, I, we're going to get to the Chiefs here when everybody's talking about Matt Nagy, which is a great point, but I do just want to say, maybe don't use Mitch Trubisky as an example because he's still bad without Matt Nagy. So, oh, not good. All right? Not good. Um, the Detroit Lions roll the Saints. There we go. Lions back on track after the uh, Thanksgiving loss to the Packers. They get it back on track against Saints. Uh, Derek Hart at one point got hurt, and to make it easy for everybody, uh, head... Shoulder, back, all hurt. All upper body, dude. Jacked up. So, dear car, not great. Not great, everybody. Jameis. Jameis, baby. Yeah. Jimmy Jameis. Yeah, Let's one. Go. at least one Florida State guy gets a win here. There you go. Give it to I him, dude. Gonna lie, I watched him come in. It wasn't much better. <laughs> no. No, it's not. No. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> I was it's more entertaining. Just, just for yards, and I was like, Yeah. I could see why he's thrown. He's probably the only quarterback to do 30 for 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Woo! Love me some Jameis Winston. Uh, Miami. Hey, playing a below 500 team. Guess what they did? Rolled them. Miami absolutely boat raced Washington Commanders. That's a bad team. Uh, but it's all, it's all good. Colts win a thriller in overtime against the Titans. Um, Derrick Henry goes down in this game, which got Ty J Spears to come in. Um, but Derrick Henry was on a roll up until that point. Uh, Falcons win a, a barn burner against the New York football Jets. I don't think Aaron's coming back, everybody. Don't think so. Don't think you're going to see it. Don't think there's a reason to. Truthfully, don't. No. There's no, no reason. reason. Don't even if, bother. Yeah, if he just does it, it's for himself. It has nothing to do with the team. I want everybody to know that. I want everybody to well, know that. It would be it would be really bad if he actually did come back this year and he plays like the final like two games or something. And the second to last game, he plays in Cleveland against the Browns. And like say that game he like knocks the Browns out of the playoff picture. Who? He'll already be knocked out before then, but yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Watch don't AFC, know. everybody. Watch the AFC. I don't know. AFC AFC's nuts. Yep, kind of weird. Yep, can't even. Steelers, Steelers, Steelers can't. Well, well, the NFC is a little different. They're just bad. That's just really bad. Yeah. football. But you're you're correct. Um, so we're saying the Browns are good. They're honestly not bad. You know what I mean? Not terrible. Yeah. I mean, the defense good. Yeah. The offense. Are we saying the Steelers are good? No, no, no. I know where the Steelers stand. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> They're close, they you know what I mean. That are currently up there in the playoff league. I know, I know, I know, man. Hey, Bears are still in the hunt, everybody. Just remember that. Just remember that. Uh, uh, Texas beat the Broncos, uh, ending this Broncos streak that was on. Oh well, CJ Stroud showed up. You know what I'm saying? That's how that goes. Will Anderson really big game down. too. Oh yeah, Tank Dell. Yeah, Tank Dell going down sucks. Yeah, that does suck for Houston. I mean. He was having a great year. Obviously, CJ Stroud's like, you know, number one guy. That sucks. Um, Nico Collins, if you got him in fantasy, to the moon. To the moon now. 
Let's right, go. Man. He should be getting a lot more targets. Um, but yeah, I mean, Texans, they've been a great story. Absolutely a great story uh, this year. Yeah. Will Anderson had a really good game this year, uh, this week too, which is really cool for them um, as well. Sam Fran, you talk about statement wins on the resume. That was it. We were sitting here last week, Pete, and we're like, ah, man, it feels weird. Eagles are not are the underdog at home? Hmm? And it turns out two and a half wasn't even enough points. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. San Francisco just rolls them, gets Brock Purdy up there as a favor for MVP now, which is weird. I, I, don't, I don't feel great about that, but whatever. Uh, Debo Samuel played a, had a great game. Um, the Eagles just they got outclassed. They got outclassed by the Niners. Um, it was a sloppy game, weather-wise. Uh, yeah. Jalen Hurts banged up, that's for sure. That is definitely for sure. He uh, left the game at one point, getting checked for concussion, came back in. Um, DeAndre Swift got lit up there. I don't know, man. Uh, I just think San Francisco, right back in it. They had that little three-game skid, but they are right back in it. They are. I mean, they're the scariest team. When they're healthy... Like, they're absolutely terrifying. Um, Trent Williams and obviously Debo, when those two are healthy, that's a completely different offense. Um, and, yeah, they're hitting their stride at the right time. And also, like, Ryan, we should have thought about this last week, too. I mean, I just didn't like the line. If Philly would have been favored, I almost would have been felt better picking San Francisco because from the standpoint of, like, San Francisco pissed after the NFC Championship last year. Like, the, the all-time revenge type of game. Yeah. Um, and they're just, just mad about, you know, everything from that standpoint. And also they were kind of coming off a little bit, um, of a little bit of a breather cause they played on Thanksgiving. So they had a little bit of a mini sort of bye week, um, with the Niners too. So, um, we should have thought about that. Um, but then the Eagles weren't favored. So it was like weird cause the Eagles just kept winning games, especially the last couple weeks, but it caught up to them. Um, you know, dating back to the Kansas City game where they didn't play well, still won that game. And even the Buffalo game did the same thing. Buffalo outplayed them, lost, or won that game too. You can't really do that to the Niners. The Niners are a team that's made for having a lead. Yeah. They can't come back. But if they got a lead, you're screwed. David, did you take the same takeaway there from San Fran that they just showed that they're just they're the most complete team at this point? Yes. They definitely showed up and showed who, why they were the favorite to win in Philly from a 10 and one team, <laughs> um, which is wild to think of coming in. So they definitely sports writers were right on that one. The, they forecast that I, they were spot on. They knew it was coming. So yeah, shout out to all of those people that figured that, you know, they made San Fran the favorite because they showed why. I love when we doubt Vegas. That's my favorite part. Where we're like, that doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah. Fucking yeah, idiot. Fucking idiots. Like, you're like, fuck are these guys? You know what I mean? Uh, hey, Vegas, they're running the numbers. Yeah, they are. So let you know. Yeah. They're running the numbers. They get it. I know. I know uh, we were shitting on Iowa earlier, guys, but I do want to say breaking news Caitlin Clark, first D1 player. To score 3,000 points, 750 rebounds, and 750 assists, dude. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. The tank for Caitlin Clark is real, everybody. It is real. My goodness. 
I think that I love seeing the stats, like how many points she scored in like five games compared to like what Iowa's football team has scored all season and shit like that. It's very funny. Or like one game. Yeah. Wait. Well, speaking of Iowa, we should have brought this up before, and I'm totally going to butcher the stat, but it's either one of the two things. Um, Iowa's punter, I think, just needs 19 more yards in the bowl game. It's either season or career long. He would have the most ever for punt yards as a punter. Like so in, in college just, football? In college football. Like, I think the record shit. is something in like the 30s or 40s. Um, I saw it online. You know, it would I be funny if, be... if he was only a freshman. That would be even better. <laughs> oh, my God. Dave, that would be so great. If he was a yes. Or if he's even a sophomore, uh, if he's breaking it. Um, but, yeah, so for Iowa's bowl game, I can guess that they're going to punt probably at least once. So the kid is probably going to break that record. That's awesome. I'm looking at it right now. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Wow. It's from Australia. 26 years old. Everybody. Wow. 26 years old. Damn. Wow. Uh, speaking of the Browns, the Rams beat the Browns. So there's that. Um, Kyron Williams gets that late touchdown, which for David and myself, that was important for our <clears> game. <throat> but I did love Sean McVay afterwards. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm on my fantasy team. And I was like, well, hey, I respect, bro. I needed that, too. Respect. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, what else do we had? Yeah, that was that was tough for the Browns. Um, Mari Cooper got hurt. Oof. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, Flacco looked fine. Flacco yeah. looked fine. He he looked better. Like, all right, so we were. It was so funny because it, the way it was set up. Because this was the same station as um, so Fox had uh, the Eagles um, Niners game, which the entire nation basically did, except for Cleveland and LA. Like, literally, if you looked at the map, that's what it was. It was funny because initially when the game started, um, the broadcast we had here because uh, we had some of like Molly's family over and we were watching the Browns game. We had you know food or whatever, so we were, we're having a watch party here, and it cut to the Niners Eagles like immediately. So like I think Fox was just like, oh screw it, like the entire nation's just gonna get it. So we got it for like we missed the first part of the first drive that the Browns had uh, when they first got it. Um, so that was kind of funny. Not the point I was trying to get. The point I was trying to make was we're watching this Browns game and Flacco did look the best of almost all the quarterbacks this year from the Browns. And that doesn't like say a lot, but <laughs> he looks so much better than PJ Walker and he looks so much better than DTR way better from that standpoint. So if I'm a Browns fan, I do feel a little bit better about that. Um, some of the play calls that Spansky had. Wow. Um, talk about guy that's like overthinking things. That's Kevin Stefanski right now. Um, there was at one point in this game, it was a one-score game with about three minutes left, and it was fourth and like six at his own 30, and he decided to go for it. Guess what? They didn't make it, and they have a great defense. So you easily probably could have gotten a stop, gotten the ball back. And, of course, that's you know when you guys were just talking about with Sean McVay having Kyron Williams on his fantasy team. That's when all that started to happen. So, mm-hmm. um not the greatest coach game by Stefanski here, um, but Rams get a big win, though. Rams get a big win, especially in the NFC. This wide could be open. a playoff team. It's wide could wide be open. a playoff team here. Yeah, Weird. Absolutely. Speaking of another team that could be a playoff team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They beat the only team in the NFL eliminated from playoff contention. That's right, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, fun fact, Mike Evans, dude, building that, patent that future Hall of Fame re- uh, resume. Ten seasons. 
10 1,000 yard seasons. Don't matter who his quarterback is, dude. That is consistent. That is consistent as ever. I think uh, he's only trailing Jerry Rice by four seasons now for most consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Wow. That's impressive. That's impressive. Um, Because, yeah, people have said, like, Mike Evans, you know, has, like, a down year or whatever. No, he really doesn't. No. I mean, he's been very consistent in what he's done. Um, Yeah, so shout-out to Mike Evans. Now, then we get to Sunday night football. And, you know, first and foremost, BK brought this up, right? Pete wasn't on the show. Uh, I think it's when he's travel. you're traveling for Thanksgiving. And I said, yep. I've had enough, dude. I've had enough of this Jordan Love shit. I've had enough. Okay? Watching it, watching some of the throws. I'm like, I just don't get it, dude. I don't see it. I don't see what I'm supposed to see. It's the same way when I watch Fields sometime. Like, dude, I just don't see it. I just don't. And then Fields will do something where I'm like, oh, no, no, okay, I see it. But like Jordan Love, I was just like, I don't get it. But every week, I'm like, oh, I get it because Pete's explaining. You know, it's a really young team. It's kind of hard to take Jordan Love for, you know, at face value right off the rip because everybody's so young. Okay, all right, not my team. You know what I mean? I don't got to decide if I want to sign this dude or not. Like, that's fine. I get it. I just, I, I've had enough. And I tell you what, BK nailed it. As soon as I said that, Jordan Love turned the switch, dude. Flipped the fucking switch balled out on thanksgiving against the lions national tv balls out against patrick mahomes and the chiefs on sunday night football national tv dude shout out to jordan love shout out to how that young packers receiving core looked they looked really good there were still some throws obviously that you're going to see from him that you're like okay but that happens this is his first full season as a starter i understand that but i think jordan love shot listen i'll I got it. I'll eat my crow, dude. The dude, get he balled out the last couple weeks. So shout out to Jordan Love for that. Um, Watson and them looked really good. But let's also then flip this real quick, because I know, Pete, you're going to talk about how much how good the Packers look. And I know you're going to do that. So let me just talk about how bad Patrick Mahomes looked for a second. Okay? Now, as every intelligent, it felt like, NFL fan would say, T-Swift's coming to Lambeau. Travis Kelsey this year with T-Swift in attendance. Pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. Uh, don't know what happened, but uh, wasn't very good. Okay? Mahomes looked... Uh, how do you say? Almost pedestrian-like compared to what he usually is, right? Like, didn't look good. Um, you know, one of the most exciting things in football right now is when you get Patrick Mahomes back with under two minutes. You get him the ball back. Because you just know. You just know he's going to do something. And what did he do this time? Threw a pick, dude. Wasn't on the receiver. That was literally on Mahomes. That was a bad throw. Um, We have talked about it all season, especially the last few weeks, about how Patrick Mahomes has looked this, you know, I think Pete made the point. He made the point about how, well, it's because they got to change their style up. They're more of a running team right now, and that's why we're not really liking what we're seeing. And it's weird. Well, this is different than weird now for me. Now this just is like, that is not an efficient offense. Like, that is how I, right now, it looks to be with uh, the Chiefs. Jair Alexander was out. Find somebody to pick on, dude. Find somebody in that secondary to pick on. And they just don't have the weapons to do that. Kelsey, like I said, didn't look really that great. I think Packers did a pretty good job of quieting him down for the most part. Um, Rasheed Rice was okay. Pacheco had some good runs. I just, I don't know, man. 
Like I said earlier, is it the Matt Nagy effect? Could be. Could be, because some of those offensive play calls, you're like, oh, wow. That's not good. But at the same time, like, Andy Reid's still there, so it's like you get to step in and do something with that. Like, I don't understand. Um, so I just, you know, I said, Packers offense looked really good. Looked really, really good uh, this week against the Chiefs. But, man, Patrick Mahomes, I don't know what happened there, but it wasn't good. Um, Pete, I'll turn it over to you first there as your Packers get a big win against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Heck yeah, man. Um, I was, all right, so the last few weeks, Jordan's been playing well. I mean, yes, he played well on Thanksgiving. Um, the Chargers game was massive for him. Um, he played really well against the Chargers. And I feel like that was like one of those turning of the tide type of games. Because like, he played well the week before against Pittsburgh too. Um, there were just like a couple plays. They changed those plays. They probably won that game. This team's been close the last few, and they just needed a win. So they got that. And what makes me feel better is the Detroit thing was like they played earlier in the year, and they did not play well. And he was able to make adjustments. The Kansas City thing, like for him to have two standalone games and play really well shows a lot um, there for Jordan Love and the rest of the team. And you could tell that they're getting more confident. Like Christian Watson looks so much better now than he did a few weeks ago when, like, he was hated by a lot of Packers Twitter. Um, they were like, you know, what a waste of a pick. This guy drops everything. He never, you know, has the 50-50 balls. He never can make any catches. And, like, you could tell how all of a sudden they had that one big play in Detroit to start the game, and he's been taken off since then. Um, he's been a huge part of their offense. Hopefully the hamstring injury isn't really that bad. I know he's been dealing with that, like, all year. Um, so that kind of sucks for him. Um, but I also got to give a lot of props to Matt LaFleur. Like, the last three weeks, specifically the last two games, those might be – and this is even back to, like, Rodgers' years. That might have been his last two games, might have been his most well-coached games. Like, they were – I mean, they kept the Chiefs' defense, which has been very good this year, way off balance. Um, they were able to at least somewhat run the ball. Um to set up their play action, and that was crucial. Um, the offensive line has done a lot better. Um, so this team's hitting their stride. They're doing well here right now. They're a young football team still at the same time. So, like, I mean, it's if they, if they sputter the next few weeks, I could easily see that just based off of how young they are. But they've been playing really well. And to your Patrick Mahomes point, yes, this, this team is not the same. They, and I think it starts with Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's not the same guy. He yeah. is not. He is like, he looks old. He's been hurt. But he's not the same dynamic tra Travis Kelsey that we've seen here before. Um, also, they've made some adjustments to their offensive line from last year. Uh, Orlando Brown's not there anymore. Um, so they've had some changes at right tackle, left tackle right now. So not the same from that standpoint. The only one offensively that's better is Pacheco. Pacheco's an absolute freak. Um, he's been awesome for them. But they don't have explosive guys on the outside anymore. Um, MVS is literally just go deep. That's like literally all he does. Rasheed Rice, they need Rasheed Rice to be a guy. Um, and he's been fine. But there's just something missing with the Chiefs that like a lot of those big plays that they had before was like ad lib, Tyree Kill type of things, which is like – and this is where 
like Rodgers started to struggle too because I feel like Mahomes and Rodgers are kind of similar in terms of like the plays that they can make out of the pocket. And Mahomes is looking for that, and the receivers are not matching up with what he needs. Um, so there's a little bit of issues there. Um, so I, I think that has a lot to do with it. So he doesn't really have the personnel, and Travis Kelsey's not the same. Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it. Yes, I know we're going to bring up Matt Nagy. I know that's the elephant in the room. I know that. I know that's going to be brought up. But I 100% don't think it's all on Matt Nagy. I think it's on personnel. It's not the same offense that it was previously. Um, and I do have to give props to – I mean, so the Packers have played Patrick Mahomes. This is the second time. They played him in Kansas City a couple years ago. Obviously, that was Jordan Love's first start. That was, like, during, like, Favre – or not Favre. Rodgers testing positive for COVID, so he was, like, out. Oh, yeah. And, like, Jordan Love got thrown into there. This is the stat line from Patrick Mahomes in this game. Actually, tell me which is the stat line for which quarterback. 19 of 34, 190, one touchdown, one interception. That was one. 20 of 37, 166, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Ooh, was the interception the Patrick Mahomes one? No. Huh? The one touchdown, zero interceptions for 166 was Patrick Mahomes. Ew. Against, against the Packers defense. And, like, as much as I hate Joe Barry, trust me, cannot stand the guy as a defense coordinator, that was Joe Barry's defense there at that time. And that was, I mean, they had a lot better personnel. So, like, Joe Barry's done a great job here against Patrick Mahomes history-wise. Um, and also, I mean, the key to this game was this. Everything came down to the red zone. That's what it was. The Packers scored touchdowns. The Chiefs got field goals. That's as simple as this game was. And, yes, Keyshawn had an unbelievable interception. Um, he talked about it after the game. Like, he said he saw, like, um, a twitch that, like, uh, Mahomes does when he, like, tapped his knee. So he knew that route was coming. So do I throw it on Mahomes? Maybe. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this was a great one by the Packers. And this is just shows, like, for Kansas City, yes, they're not the same offense. They're not the same team. They lean on their defense and their running game. And it's weird to say that because they still have Patrick Mahomes. But that's really – that's how they're going to win games. That's how they're going to win games. But they just – to me, they don't have the offensive repertoire anymore on the outside. Um, and nobody's really showing up. And Travis Kelsey, something ain't right. Something ain't right with, with 87. Even – I mean, they brought up the big guns. They brought up Taylor. And he still didn't have a great game. Come on. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. David, your thoughts here on where the Chiefs are at right now? Um, they're like in this spot where they just need to figure out and get things clicking again. Right. It's weird to say that, especially since they're the defending champs. And they showed that, you know, they could win a Super Bowl with their mediocre receiving core. Um, so they're trying to replicate that and do it again, but their style of offense is not what we're used to seeing, which is the reason why it looked bad. Right? Yeah, naggy magic, baby. They're playing, yeah, Maggie magic. <laughs> hey, that that worked for us one time, so I'm always gonna use it now. Yeah. We didn't. We may have not won the parlay, but it helped us with the missed field goal, which was a chip shot. It's all matters, baby. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, but yeah, 
we're used to seeing Kansas City go out there and score on a dime, kind of like how Miami is basically this season. Just instant score at any point they need to. That's what we're used to seeing from Kansas City. They go drive, score quick, put up points. And what happens with when they do that, they're usually winning instead of trailing. Now they kind of flipped it. They're playing the slow mentality, run the ball, eat clock, defensive mind, which they do have a decent defense, right? So it's working. Mm-hmm. They are winning some games that way. But like you said, it's coming down to Mahomes in the fourth to get that last drive to score take the lead and rely on them on the other team to do the game winning drive and have their defense stop it. That's what we're kind of seeing now. And that's not their style of football. Their style of football is basically outscore the opponent. Who cares? You know, that's pretty much they just, you know, go out in a shootout and just mm-hmm. keep scoring. Um, So that's why we're not used to seeing that. We're not used to seeing them have a, I would say it's a, a a strong defense because they've always had mediocre good defenses obviously you have to to keep to win super bowls mm-hmm. um but overall now they're kind of switching into like <laughs> like if, if it's almost like if it was like bear style football right just run the ball first defense and then throw when we need to that's why we're seeing such a down year from Mahomes. he's not really putting up the yards and the point that needs to could be on it's a mixture of both right the receivers Kelsey, you know, everyone on the planet know the ball's going to Kelsey, so he's almost double teamed every single time. And the only time I see him get the ball is for some weird reason the Packers didn't guard him for some... I think they were playing like zone. You can't play zone against the Chiefs. When you play zone, that's when Kelsey and Mahomes eat you alive because Kelsey knows you're in zone and will find a spot to be open and Mahomes always does a check down after usually rolls out of the pocket. That's like probably 75% of like every single Kelsey yards and catch right there alone. This is him finding the soft spot in the zone. It's he's basically the check down, except he's 10 yards down the field for a check down because Mahomes usually runs out of the pocket and and then Kelsey finds that soft area. When you play man to man on him, which I know is hard to have someone guard him man to man because he has enough speed to beat a linebacker. But then he has the size to beat a corner who has the speed to match him. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, but as we're saying, like, as we get, he's getting older, he could be losing a, a step, right? But, you know, we've seen earlier this year, he's had monster games. So it's like, I don't know. It's almost like, it's just, it's like the Chargers offense, just throw him the ball. Like, you know how Allen gets like 14 receptions in a game? Yeah. Just throw, let's keep throwing 14 times. Just, just nonstop. Just keep throwing it to him. Eventually, they're gonna like triple team him, and then maybe a wide receiver can catch the ball. I don't know. It's <laughs> tough, dude. They just Get have some bad glue personnel. on the hands. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, like Rice has his moments. He shines. He has a you know he has a game, and then he disappears the next game. And then Sky Moore will have a game like a he'll catch a touchdown pass, and then you won't even see him again. He's just out there doing cardio, and then. Like, like Pete already said, like MVS is just running deep. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, that's just it. So long. That's his route. And you're like, all right, I'll just chuck it and 
you ain't gonna catch it, but I'll chuck it because that's basically how it's been. Because I don't think I've seen him catch a fucking long pass this season. Um, and then, <laughs> so I think the best he's done is get a pass interference on an underthrown ball. That's but that's Oof. like ninety nine percent of all the hell marys now is an underthrown fucking pass interference, which is a whole different topic. It's cool to have, but it's also stupid over in overall sense. But yeah, as uh, to me, interesting. It's gonna be really interesting how we as this we get closer to the playoffs. As I mentioned, right? Like right now, the Chiefs at that loss, they fall down to three in the AFC. Um, with Miami jumping to one and the Ravens who didn't play, so they're at two. Um, so this is gonna be really, really interesting as we move forward with where the AFC kind of shakes itself out. Um, that one seat could be very, very important for Miami. Um, you know, to play at home, that'd be a big deal for them. Um, so we'll see there. We wrapped it up with Monday night. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I could speak for everybody here, but I thought the Jags were going to smoke the shit out of the, the Bengals. Uh, and boy, we were, we wrong. This is before Trevor Lawrence goes down with an injury. Um, Bengals hung in there, dude. That team played, that team played their ass off with the, the Jacksonville Jaguars there. And then, Obviously, the injury to Trevor Lawrence at the end, so you get the C.J. Beathard coming in for the Jags. Uh, uh, Bengals win in overtime. Chase actually looked good. Wild. Wasn't prepared for that. Um, so that was cool. you had him on your bench. Sure did, dude. I was like, he ain't going to do shit. He's going to struggle. I thought, they were, I thought Jacksonville was going to kick their ass. I honestly did. Um, kind of crazy. Uh, also crazy, no one can get a cart for Trevor Lawrence, bro. Really? Well, uh, I read a report today. Yeah. He didn't want the cart. Oh. He wanted to get off on his own on his own power. Okay. Yep. That's why there was no cart. At least he wasn't like screaming in agony like Mac Jones. Remember that? For his high ankle sprain. Yeah, he was like he was screaming. Crying. And like I remember literally yeah. sitting there watching it and being like, like I think it was like Nick Nicotito and everybody. And I was like, dude, I think he broke it. Had to have broke it. He's fucking screaming. I mean, you see his face. It was like in agony. I was like, oh my God, dude, he just snapped his ankle. High ankle sprain. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> That's when we all should have known. Um, but yeah, dude, Bengals win this one. It's a weird one. Now they're six and six. Super weird. We don't know how long Trevor Lawrence is gonna be out with that ankle sprain. Um weird. Weird. And Christian Kirk uh hurt got hurt as well, I heard. Yeah. He did. First Groin. play of the game. Groin, you said? Yeah. Yeah, I heard it was something something going on with his nuts. That's what I heard. Yeah, it was core. It was core. <laughs> yeah, his core. Yeah, they, they said it was his core. He's yeah. he's out for the season. Yeah, I think, uh, what did Tito he say? He said he surgery. Tito was saying he heard that it could have been like some testicular torsion or something like that. And I was like, damn, oh, dude. God. Yeah, dude. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> hey, he wouldn't have got hurt if Lawrence just threw a decent ball. He overthrew the fuck out of him. This dude had to jump maybe. He, you, you saw what Kirk's max vertical was on that play. And then when he landed is when he tore his fucking balls, all right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. T's, T's and P's to Christian Kirk's balls there, everybody. T's and P's. That's tough. Um, so, yeah, there we go. We're we're round out week 14 here, getting ready to move on to the next week. Uh, before we do, let me give you my top five, my bottom five. Last week, my top five were the Eagles, the Ravens, the Niners, the Chiefs, and the Cowboys. Right now, where we stand right now, number one, back on top, the San Francisco 49ers with a dominating win there against the Eagles. I put them at number one. At number two, BK's Baltimore Ravens. Can't move when you didn't play this week, so you're all good. You're on a bye week. 
All good. All good for the Ravens. I also told BK I won't put them at number one. I told him for his sake I won't do that. So we'll keep him at two. At number three, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they got got beat at home pretty damn good by the Niners, so I'm going to drop them down to three. At number four, I'm going to put the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, big win on Thursday night against uh, Seattle. A good Seattle Seahawks team, honestly. Not a bad Seattle Seahawks team. That was a big win for the Cowboys. They needed that. Four, all right, And then uh, at five, the Kansas City Chiefs. After losing to the Packers, um, again, I have a lot of questions with that Chiefs offense. Just a lot, a lot of questions. And I'm very interested in what that looks like as we get to the playoffs. Um, because as you guys mentioned, I do know they, that the defending champs and how they won the Super Bowl. Isaiah Pacheco really came into his own in that game. But also, Kelsey did a lot to help them out. It's going to be really interesting moving forward here, how that looks. Um, my bottom five where it stands right now the worst team in the nfl no surprise it's the carolina panthers they suck they're awful uh it's the only saving grace even if the bears for some reason like go on a run doesn't matter because we got the first pick in the draft no matter what feels like you know what i mean that's yeah i don't know if the panthers are winning another game guys they are bad that is a bad team to watch like i I don't know. You know, I'm not going to tell you that Bryce Young's a, a bust already, but boy, howdy. It's going to be hard to develop him when you can't get nothing around him. I don't see. I think Bryce Young, I don't know if Bryce Young's a bust. I think it's more that the franchise is a train wreck. Yeah, that's so, true. No, 100%, dude. That. Uh, shout yeah. out, though. Chuba, Chuba Hubbard's a dude. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, he had a great game. Yeah, that's, that is a dude. You know, it's kind of weird they even paid Miles Sanders at that point because you had Chuba. Whatever. So, bad franchise decision again? Yep, there it is. Uh, <laughs> I like even more when, you're, uh, when your owner comes out and says, yeah, we were really thinking we were going to get CJ Stroud at two. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, wow. the reason why they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you guys, <laughs> you guys do know you traded one and took Bryce Young. So... Okay, you, you probably could have. You could have probably traded it too. Yep. Weird. Hey, I'll take it though, man. DJ Moore's a bear. Uh, the second worst team, New England Patriots. Jesus Christ, dude, that yeah, team sucks, man. That team is bad. As I mentioned earlier, three straight games of holding the team under ten points, and you lost all three of them. That is historic. That is crazy. So yeah, Patriots really bad. They don't even know who the quarterback is half the time. So. Third worst team in the NFL. I'm going to give it to the commies. I'm going to give it to the commanders. I just don't. I mean, Terry McLaurin, dude, what are we doing out there? You got a guy like Scary Terry out there, and he's just running. He's just doing cardio. Figure it out. a lot of cardio. Figure it out. Uh, Ron Rivera, you will definitely be gone. Feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Uh, Fourth worst team. I'm going to go Cardinals. Again. Wow. Not a huge fan. Um, I think I mentioned last week, I'm going to need more from Kyler each week. I do think the Cardinals are inching their way out of that bottom five, but like going to take a little bit. Uh, and then the fifth worst team. <sighs> I'm going to go Jets. I want to go Giants, but ILL Tommy DeVito, the Paisano of the G-Men. Uh, I'm going to give it to the Jets. They don't even know. Like Zach Wilson doesn't even want to play, dude. Do you know when you have to put in Trevor Semyon to give your team a spark? 
weird. Weird. You know what I mean? Just, you're not good. You're not good. So, I'm going to say it's the Jets, but Giants are knocking. Knocking on that door. So, yeah, those are my top five and my bottom five after week 14, everybody. Woo! Woo, woo, woo. Um, let's get to our AM Nation pod Thursday night football parlay. Last week we did it. We finally hit one. It felt good. This week we're in for a shit show uh, between the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I believe it's Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky. Nice. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, I think, David, I believe the Game Awards start at 630. So that's what I'll be watching. That's what I'm watching as well. All right. Cool. Who will be watching this game? No, I am watching a Christmas movie. There's no way in hell I'll watch this game. <laughs> no way in hell. I will bet it. No way in hell I'm watching it. Yeah, all right. Woo, there we go. Well, uh, well game before we, all night. <laughs> before we get into um, the bet here, I saw something online. As soon as like the Monday night game wrapped up, it was like some, I think I saw it like Tuesday morning. Um they were like, if you're betting this week's Thursday night game, this is the message I have for you. 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, what I dude, have for you. You are a sick person. That's what you are. <laughs> this game's ass. Um, we turned it over to David here to help us out with this one, too, because, like, Pete and I were stumped, bro. We were stumped. <laughs> Last week, it felt like it came to us, right? Like, as we were looking at it, we're yeah. like, oh, man, this feels good. It feels good. This is bad. So yeah. let's see what we've put together here. We got Pat Fryermuth. Muth. 25 plus yards receiving. Deontay Johnson, 25 plus yards receiving. The under 30 and a half total points. <laughs> Jalen Ward over 55 and a half yards rushing. That's the tricky one, as we mentioned before the show, because we are doing this on the assumption Nache's not going to play. Um, but even if he does play, I don't know, man. Jalen Jalen busts him out, dude. He'll bust him out. Um, and then Mitch Trubisky. Under 180 and a half passing yards. That would give you a plus 1638 on FanDuel, everybody. Uh, David, are you the one that told me they changed the uh, the the bet the bet sweat the sweat free bet? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they changed it. It used to be, I think twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. I think last week it was only five dollars or ten dollars. Ten dollars. Yeah, I don't 10, know. 10. If they, Let's see, do they have the no sweat going on right now? That's the only reason why I bet on Thursday night is because of the no sweat bet. Yeah, of um, course. Smart. It looks like they're just giving a 25% profit boost. Hmm? All right. They may hey. need to up that because ain't no one going to bet on this. No, I'm not if betting on are, that. Dude. It's going to be a heavy unders. I yeah. think it's going to be the theme. I'm going to say if you're uh, betting on this, you're a sicko. Yep. So I'm going to bet on it. Um, Hell yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely riding with uh, riding with this bet. Um, but no, I talked to one of my coworkers. He actually lives in Pittsburgh, um, and he's like tempted to go to this game. He saw, I think it was my event subhub. I don't know what it was. He found you can get two lower bowl tickets, the pair for fifty dollars. The pair for fifty. The pair for fifty. Yeah, I would go <laughs> if I was in the area. I'd go. That's kick ass, dude. That's, he, He's so tempted because he's he's a he's a Packer fan and he's like he'll cheer for the Steelers like every now and then because his wife's um, big Steelers fan and he's like I mean for fifty bucks like I mean the NFL game I mean it's bad but I don't know something to think about 
Something to think about Lord it. Bowl. Something to th- think about indeed, because I'm going to tell you, dude, ain't nothing like it when you're at a Steeler game and Renegade comes on, dude. You just feel the energy of the Steeler nation, dude, with their towels waving and shit. It just feels good. It's like one of those just really peak NFL experiences that you love. It's good shit. That's cool. Too. A pair of tickets for 50 bucks, lower bowl of an NFL yeah. game. That is pretty yeah. good. That is pretty good. I'd do it. That's pretty awesome. Um. All right. Well, we're going to roll with it. Let's 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 do it, dude. I love a good Thursday night game where you just root for unders. You know what I mean? I love that shit. Well, we we have one over. We yes. do have some, we do we do have some overs, but like they'll be all right. No, we have a over. Oh no, no. Oh, because of the I see. Yeah, yeah. We only have one over. Yeah, Jalen Warren. That's it. That's fine, dude. Rock and roll, baby. Let's get it. Let's see how it goes. Can the AM Nation Pod do it back to back weeks? Let's find out. Uh, now let's get to our weekly picks as the standings are right now. BK and Pete are tied at 44 points. David and Nick tied at 41 points. And I'm bringing up the rear at 37. Not a great week last week, everybody for myself. Everybody else is fine, but not for me. Uh, yeah, tough dude. I was, I was all in on Pittsburgh and they, they let me down. Um, let's start with Tampa versus Atlanta, Atlanta at home, favored by a point and a half. David, who you got? Um, I got Atlanta. They like to win when they're at home. That is true. Pete. I feel the same way. I just don't think Tampa's good. I'm sorry. I just, they beat Carolina. Baker, Baker's fine. I just don't think Tampa's good. Just I agree. To go off, piggyback off that, they're both not good, but yes. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> Boy. Yeah, it, I, I trust Atlanta more than I trust Tampa. I would rather have Tampa-based offensive players on my fantasy team, though. True. Just so we're clear. Agreed. Yeah, just so we're clear. Uh, because Atlanta doesn't know how to use their guys. But I'll take Atlanta as well, everybody. I'll do it. Uh, Houston, three and a half versus the Jets. Pete, who you got? No way in hell I can trust the Jets. Uh, give me Houston. <laughs> no, I mean, they literally, their big wide receiver signing this offseason was Alan Lazard, and like two weeks ago he was he was inactive. Like, I, I can't trust this team. I can't trust it. I can't trust the vibes. It's bad vibes there. Bad vibes. Bad vibes. Bad vibes. Uh, David, are you going Houston as well? Yes, I'm going Houston as well. Oh, yeah. Let's get it rolling. CJ Stroud. We're going Houston. Oh, yeah. The Rams versus the Ravens. The Ravens favored by a full seven points, Pete. You guys are going to love this. West Coast team traveling to the East Coast. One o'clock local kick. Absolutely love the Ravens. This is a Ravens smash. Give me the Ravens. David. I'm going with the Ravens as well. I didn't know who I was going to pick, but Pete sold me. So I'm taking the Ravens <laughs> as well. Yeah. Carolina. Also coming off a bye. Oh, like, yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Got to give it to him. Uh, Carolina versus the Saints, David. Who you got? Oh, Saints favored by five. I didn't mention that. Sorry. Saints favored by five. Uh, I'm going to go with the Saints. Who's playing? Jameis Winston? Is that where we're at right now? It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Peter, you got. I'm with David. It really doesn't matter. I don't care. Taysom Hill. I don't care who's really a quarterback. Give me the Saints. Um, yeah, I don't trust Carolina. I mean, they're just. I mean, yeah, Chuba's their only good part right now. I mean, Adam Thielen like has been all right in fantasy, but like, oh, 
just a rough franchise right now. I do think, I think my dad says when we were watching the games on uh, for Sunday, he was like, that Mingo guy, he's like, I think he's going to be pretty good. I think he's going to develop into something pretty good. Mingo's pretty good. Um, with that being said, give me Carolina here, plus five. Give me Carolina. Uh, I don't, they're not going to win, but they might cover, dude, because this might be a really bad game. Okay. Wow. Saints are not good. Okay. Saints are not good. I don't know. I don't think they're good either. No. Now, this game, we doubted Vegas last week, everybody. Do we do it again? None of us have filled this game out yet. We all left to play for a reason. <laughs> uh, Seattle at San Fran. San Fran favored by 10 and a half. Petey, who are you rolling with? Oh, God. It's such a big spread. Like, Seattle's coming off a game where they actually looked okay. Oh, God. Um, mm. You know what? I'm going to feel stupid if I go the other way. Just give me San Francisco. I just give, I don't feel great about it. Give me San Francisco. It's going to be stupid because the, the Niners are going to win by 10. Um, but give me, give me the Niners. feel awful about this. David? Well, I was one of those people that picked San Fran last week, so I am going to be picking San Fran again this week. Man. Come on, Ryan. You know you want to do it. beat the shit out of them last time they faced in Seattle. Man. You know you want to. Like my, brain, it, right, my brain right now is telling me, well, you got to go Seattle because in the terms of trying to make up ground here, being down so many points to everybody, I should be opposite, but like, I, I can't do it, dude. Give me San Francisco. Mine's 10 and a <laughs> half, bro. I just, that team's clicking, bro. Like, when they're healthy and nasty, it is so nasty. Um, so give me San Francisco. Bonus bet, Pete, who you got? Give me the Bengals plus one and a half over, was it the Colts? Yes. Uh, one and a half over the Colts at home. Nice. Their offense looked good. Their offense looked good on Monday night. I like what I'm seeing. Also, from the Colts' perspective, I the Colts are, are frisky, but they're a different team on the road than they are at home. Um, yes, they just won in Tennessee, but Tennessee isn't really that good. Um, and also, it was like an overtime game. So give me the Saints. And also, I or not the Saints, give me the Bengals. I can't believe the Bengals are underdogs at home. I just can't get over that. Um, Weird. I was, so I saw David put his pick in. I didn't know we had two Monday night games this week. It's um, weird. And they're at the same exact time. Yes. It's weird. Huh. Okay. Well. All right. David, who's your bonus pick? <laughs> well, they were like, well, instead of giving you one shitty Monday night game, we're going to give you two shitty Monday night games. All right. So. <laughs> yeah. And the piggyback off of uh, Pete saying uh, Tennessee isn't good. I'm going to go with Miami minus 13. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me check that. Yes, the Titans are under 500. So, yes, that's a good bet. Miami, minus 13 at home. I did almost go back with Dallas again. Dallas has beaten Philly five years in a row at home. Oh, yeah. Just saying. It's only three and a half. I think they're going to beat them again. So, I'm I'm leaning here. But... but, (laughs) I'm going to stick with mine, but I really want to say Dallas, too. Hey, that might be a, maybe a might be a parlay builder later in the week, everybody. Might be a parlay builder. Well, hey, we got to talk about McCar- McCarthy, though. I mean, like, oh, go ahead, you not surgery. Like, is McCarthy going to be there? I don't know. Plan's a coach. 
Good point. Big part. If anything, that should give you my a better spread. It should be like one and one and a half now. But it I don't have to worry be. about a field goal win. <laughs> oh yeah, that's always the tough part, right? Um, I'm torn between two games here. Part of me really wants to take the Raiders plus three at home against Minnesota. Um, just because the last time we saw Minnesota, it was like Joshua Dobbs' cape was taken off and reality had set in. Um, yeah. The was other it game, a full moon, or did the stars align perfectly? Because you know, you never know. That's true. But I think I'm gonna go Kansas City minus one and a half against the Bills. Basically, oh, yeah. the same teams, except the Chiefs have a better defense than the Bills. And they can run the ball. But they both have one weapon, a really talented quarterback, and that's it. So I'm going to go the Chiefs here at home, minus one and a half. That Raider one, though, that'll be the one that's like sticking there because I kind of want that real bad, but it's okay. I'll go Chiefs here. So that's it for our picks for the week. We'll see how everybody Did does. You pick the Raider one, though, if Jefferson's playing? Yeah. Ooh. JJ's playing. <laughs> He's playing. I also, He's going to be. I, I also kind of like, I kind of really like Green Bay minus six and a half. The only thing that kind of like scared me off of that is Tyrod might play. Yeah, and like, the dude just, I mean, it's a young team coming off like a big win. Yeah, but they do get the extra day of rest. Well, the Giants are coming off the bye, yeah. 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 But the Packers do get the extra day of rest. They do. Mm, that's a tough one, but I'll, I'll stick. I'll stick it. I'll stick it with the Chiefs minus one and a half. Um, it looks like it could be a fun slate of NFL games this weekend. We'll see how it goes. Uh, the Bears play Lions again. Nice, nice. I didn't. I didn't want to touch that. I was like, oh, no thanks, dude. No thanks, indeed. Um, anything else before we wrap this shit thing up? No. All right, everybody. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all those things. It's at AmNationPod. Hit the follow button on all of them. Listen to the podcast on podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. We appreciate it. Uh, YouTube.com slash AmNationPod as well. Twitch.tv slash UndeadBlackBulls where you find David. Make sure you give him a follow and a sub. If you do have Amazon Prime, you do get a free Twitch gaming sub a month, so give it to Undead Black Bull. And as I mentioned, big week in Fortnite. You've got regular Fortnite now in the game. You're going to have the racing by the end of the week, the Lego Fortnite by tomorrow. Uh, well, you're listening to it be today. Uh, and the new like festival mode, uh, music mode in Fortnite as well. So you can use the Epic Game Creator Code AMNationPod on all of that to help support the show at no extra cost to you. Until next time, everybody, have a great week. And you stay breezy.